0: Oh, <laughs>
1: Hello, good evening. Hello, hello. So, By the uh, way, before we
2: get started, have you yeah. seen the music video for Bad Blood? Yes, I have. Oh my God. the It's
1: it's cinematic art. It's yes, incredible. Yes, incredible. have. We're <laughs> going to talk about all of that. You know, it's interesting. I have a knack for choosing dates for this show. I don't know if you know what happened today. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I, I, I do. I have no idea.
0: Dr. Um, Taylor Swift. I know.
1: I think we need to call her doctor now. So I watched the speech um, and I was like, oh, my God. And the weird thing is we know we're going to do a show on Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm. And I I, next week we actually have a guest. But the day after that show is Stevie Nicks birthday. And that's why I wanted to do the show right after that, the week after June 1st. Um, So it's really weird. Studio 54, 45th anniversary. I didn't plan that. Taylor Swift accepted a doctoral and honorary doctoral degree today from NYU. Um, and Stevie Nicks is turning something next week. And we're yeah. going to do a show on her afterwards. So it's going to be awesome.
2: You got the good timing down. It's all I just know, very it's serendipitous.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I think it's more than serendipity. I think that we're all connected. And I think it's energy. And I think mm. some of us are sensitive and tap into that. And so it's just um, – you know, I think um, it's a little bit more than luck. I think all of this stuff is kind of already connected and already laid out, and it just reveals itself to us um, yep. without sounding um, hokey. Although I think that most people would um, agree that there is some element of that in their life. So I'm going to be playing some Taylor Swift very softly in the background while oh, we do this. Amazing. <laughs> um, but um, it's actually only four songs. <laughs> But that I will share a little bit about why I only have four Taylor Swift songs, but they're my favorite songs. That's why I have them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But first of all, let me say, welcome to Curiouser and Curiouser. Um, This is a variety show. Today, we are going to talk about Taylor Swift. Next week, we have a show coming up where we're going to be speaking with the CEO of Astio, which is a women's venture fund. They just raised $100 million. Mm -hmm. They've been around for, uh, I think, I want to say almost two decades, Um, and we're going to talk to their CEO next week. Awesome. Uh, They backed some very, very interesting female-led companies, which I'm sure that you've heard of for the last years. Um, But I wanted to do this show, and it'll be about an hour, and if people call in, we'll take callers. But I wanted to do this show because you and I had gotten into a conversation uh, a little bit about Taylor Swift. And I am, you know, I'm a huge music person mm-hmm. and I am very fascinated by this phenomenon because I cannot figure it out in a, in both. I can figure out part of it. I can't figure out all of it. Um, and I would love to speak to somebody that is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about her music. I want to talk a little bit about who she is. I want to talk about the pluses and minuses and just kind of get into it. Yeah. And if people have comments or they want to share anything I'd love to because I think you know I I know she, I knew she was big um I did not realize that she is one of the best-selling artists of all time mm-hmm. she has the highest grossing tours I think in history yep. 11 Grammys 34 American Music Awards 29 Billboard music Awards youngest person to write and sing a number one song on the Billboard Hot Country charts there are multiple classes. Uh, about her, like at NYU, there's a class about her. Um, mm-hmm. In some university in Canada, there's a class about her. In fact, they were talking about it at the NYU commencement um, today. And so here's this person that, whether you like her or hate her, whether you're a Swifty or you can't stand her, and by the way, their entire blogs, I was up till 3 a.m. reading that are like the Hater's Guide to Taylor Swift. Uh, um,
0: let
2: me at those people. That'll be... That's a, I'll, I'll take I'll, them down.
0: I'll
1: send you some links. I will send you some links. But then there were also folks with which I thought had very valid criticisms. And this has been over the course of her career. So um, it's sort of... You cannot deny that this is a person... Uh, I'll put it to you this way. Somebody was saying, you know, she said she made some references today about being canceled. Mm -hmm. She's almost too big to get canceled the way that the Kardashians are kind of too big to get canceled. It would be extraordinary if they did, right? Yeah. Um, Well, I think beyond that. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it's interesting though, because I, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this, but you know, she sort of, she was canceled. And I think what was miraculous about her and what has made her now in this space too big to be canceled is the fact that she was able to come back from being canceled. You know, it's like when Reputation dropped in, what was that, 2018? 2018. Like, the fact that she was able to come back from, you know, everything with Kanye and Kim Kardashian and calling her a snake, like, she disappeared from the public eye for a year. Like, yeah. nobody saw her for a year. And the fact that she was able to come back from that, I think now is now, – now I totally agree with you. Now I think she can never be canceled. Like, she, she did it once and she survived it, and now, you know, she's too big.
1: She's too big. And, you know, I, I was reading about why – she, she didn't go away when kim kardashian released the tape saying you know hey actually what you're saying is not true you actually did give permission and that's happened multiple times in her career by the way i've literally done i am looking at like 12 pages of research that i've sat here i can't believe i'm doing it like anybody from my investment life that's listening to me is going to be like okay we're canceling you <laughs> <laughs> speaking <Yeah>. of canceled <laughs> I'm canceled So canceled. you we need to talk to you. no I'm a huge music fan and I and I will say this I want to take a step back and say I remember I want to first say I want to talk about how I became aware of her at all it was um the very first song where she's in her bedroom um I forget the name of it now teardrops uh, on my guitar no it's she's like talking about a boy oh you belong uh, with me yes yep and I and I think I lived outside of the country and I saw it. And I thought, oh, that's cute. It's like one of the little Disney, you know, kids has like a career, whatever, didn't think anything of it. And then the next time that I really took note was at the MTV Music Awards when Kanye did that. Mm -hmm. And apparently everybody was horrified. But the point has been made again and again. And she herself has sort of coped to this, that her career was kind of made by that. And he's sort of made references. I mean, in fact, that whole Kim Kardashian episode was because he referenced that um, in his song. Um, And I don't think she was mad about that. I think she was mad about some of the words that he used to describe her and whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, that really kind of put her in the consciousness and, and, and sort of on the map because it was like, who is this girl that Kanye just jumped up and sort of, um, you know, just kind of stole the moment from. And I think that there was such a massive juxtaposition there Really, in in many ways, when you think of it, it sort of foreshadows Black Lives Matter. There's all of this. It's so complex when you think about it. But it was something that, in many ways, people then became very sort of... she, She came into sort of the greater consciousness, okay? And then the next time I became aware of her, um, was, and this is the first time I downloaded because, you know, I was, I used to run a lot. And so I was always looking for songs outside of sort of my heavy metal kind of like, you know, heavy music, um, that would keep me going. And actually the song is playing right now. I was watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Mm, And mm the only reason I was watching it is just because I had been a professional model every now and then I like to see, who and that was a whole new crop, like Carly Kloss, all those people are way after my time. And I started watching it. I love the song. I loved the show. I thought it was really theatrical, beautifully done. I mm-hmm. liked the way that the girls came out and there was interaction amongst them, and I took note. And then after that, I think Bad Blood. And then recently it's a couple of different songs. Um, there's a song that I really like that we'll play, uh, which is Ready For It, which is probably I don't mm-hmm. think it's uh, a famous song of hers, but I do think it is a song of hers that uh, it's not famous, correct?
2: I, You know, I'm sitting here like I have such a skewed like idea of what's famous and not famous for Taylor Swift, just because I'm such a mega fan that you say anything and I'm just instantly like, oh yes, this, you know? So it's it's hard for me to sort of <laughs> know what is like not a super fan's idea of famous. But you famous. know ready
1: for it. You know yes. ready for it, right? Oh, I,
2: I know, know every song on every album.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's a little, so it's, it's, you know, to me it's a little bit unusual, it's, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I really like that song. So she came into my consciousness that way. And we can talk about sort of, uh, you know, I'll talk a little bit later about sort of how I sort of view her, kind of in totality. But I, I also remember kind of joking about her with friends of mine uh, and just going, "Who is this Taylor Swift?" This was before Bad Blood, and I was like, "This," I, I was like, "Oh, she's so awful. She's so plain. Why? Why are people buying her records?" <gasps> so are you? No. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I was not into her at all. And my friend said to me, she's like 12 years old. And I was like, I don't care. Why? Are... She's awful. She's so blast. She's so plain. Oh my God. Like before all of this. Right. Um, but I will say, I will still hold to the fact. I don't find her particularly interesting. I think it's fascinating what she's done. I think she's extremely clever I do not think she's as sort of like, oh, woe is me. I think she's very tough. I think she's very savvy. Uh, I think she is somebody that she's clearly talented. But when I look at her talent, I look at somebody like Missy Elliott, and I think it's in a completely different realm. So I have it's the way like I look at somebody like Madonna and people say Madonna is extremely talented. And I think of Madonna as a great entertainer. I don't think she's a great singer. I don't think she's a great dancer. I don't even know if she's a great songwriter, but she's a phenomenal entertainer. She has an energy that's unmatched. She pulls it together in a way that nobody else can pull it together. Mm -hmm. Um, When I think of somebody that is kind of like an all around sort of artist, um, I've written down some name. Like I think of somebody like, I mean, I don't think Mariah Carey is a dancer, but Alicia Keys, Mariah Mm -hmm. Carey, Barbara Streisand, Mm -hmm. uh, Elton John. You know, these are people that you look at and you go, oh, my God, the piano playing, the voice, the lyrics, everything together. And I like her. I like Taylor Swift. I haven't. I, I, and this is why I, I wouldn't say that I'm like. I like her music and I wouldn't say, oh, she's awful. I think she's incredibly talented. But do I put her on the same level as some of the people that I – probably not in my world. But anyway, so that's how I became aware of her. But I do like her songs. I've downloaded – literally I have, like, four songs. That's a big deal for me, what I have <laughs> in my library. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and so I listen to this stuff when I'm walking, when I'm in the gym and all that stuff. So that's sort of my story. But I wanted to hear how you sort of came into – taylor swift and becoming a super fan and what yeah. your sort of position in all of this is
2: totally so i i remember taylor swift i think i'm pretty sure the first song she released on radio is was, was my guitar on my guitar and that was in 2009 so i was uh, i don't know what was I, I was like 10 or something, 10 or 11, 10 or 11. And I remember hearing that song in the car. And I was, I, I so distinctly remember my dad had just picked me up from school. We were driving <laughs> home. It was dark out and the song came on and it was on radio Disney. And like, it was the first strum. And, and how it old was, were you again? You were I was like, thing? I was 10 or 11. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was just like, I just I I remember like little little eleven year old me felt so emotional in that moment and felt so just like like I sat right up and I was like, what is this? Like who is this? This just what like was it? Was it the lyrics, the music, the you it's, know it's a combination and you know what? And it's something that that feeling that I got the first time when I listened to her has not gone away now that I'm, you know, what, 24 years old. It's this sort of, like, acute emotion mm-hmm. that she's able to put into her lyrics, mm-hmm. then with the music, and then with just how her voice sounds, like, saying the words and singing the melodies. She she packs so much, like, emotion and drama and, like, a sense yep. of just angst in there that yep. feels so utterly relatable and so like relatable to young girls in a way that doesn't yep. feel condescending or doesn't feel like like I don't know like I feel like so often like young women fans and like young women's emotions are so like you know you, you like you just make a movie out of it and it's 2000s movies and it's just like hilarious and drama and and not sort of taken seriously she sort of took all of like the real emotions that we sort of as young women felt growing up and made it real and like just captured it perfectly in a song. And well, that's she something talks
1: about that, you know, she, yeah. talks about how she was in a huge rush to get a record deal because she felt that there would only be a window of time when she could capture these, which I think I'm like, that is crazy. Like that is like crazy astute. Like to me, that's not a little kid. That's somebody which has such a self awareness mm-hmm. and sense of self and knows where she's going, which is going to lead me into what I'm going to talk about later, but finish.
2: But I, th- yeah. And, and so I just, I think, and I, I get people all the time. Like, I am a crazy Taylor Swift fan. Like, I, like, I am <laughs> obsessed with Taylor Swift. I am, I will, so I, like, she's. me,
0: Olivia. I'm, <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the thing, Sarayu. So like, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm gasping right now because I I will fight for Taylor Swift and my friend some of my friends and family are just like like why like why are you so obsessed with her and I'm just like she has like made me feel more seen and more validated and more related than any other artist any other author any other movie ever 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 and and And
1: that's what her secret is they said that she hit something with teen girls uh with this country and then crossing over to pop and this intense emotion that just touched them. Like uh, when I was that age, I was like into like, I don't know, Duran Duran or something. Um (laughs) I, I was I and I wasn't listening to lyrics and I didn't care. I was like in love with like Morrissey and Duran Duran and I was more into like the visuals and I wasn't like oh my God this touches me emotionally. Um I mean, but that's like, I don't, I don't know if I, before
2: Taylor Swift was like, this is something that like touches me emotionally. And like, I don't know if in 2009 when teardrops on my guitar came out, if I like had the vocabulary and awareness to be like, this is touching me emotionally, but it's more of like, it was, it was like just a sort of like a kind of like a pit in my stomach when I heard it for the first time. That was just like, wow, wow, this feels incredibly personal. And it's something that, you know, I heard that for the first time when I was 11 you know, she's released albums throughout my entire life. Now growing up, I listened to Red, which she wrote when she was around 22, 23, which is around sort of the age that I am now. That album, so many songs off of it, I'm just like, she could be talking about my life. She could be talking about my friends. It's like, what album and what songs I respond to, it almost changes as my age changes to sort of match hers. And I just think the way that she... It's like so many people feel like they've grown up with Taylor Swift and and it's, I just think it's art that she's able to just capture it in a way that everyone, or not everyone, but so many people feel so related to it. Like that is a true talent.
1: She's the, she's the soundtrack of your life. Yeah, 100%. So she's got this immense popularity, but she's, there's also like this tremendous sort of uh dislike of her for a mm-hmm. lot like, and you know it's it's really intense and and I can tell you the reason why I can hone in on this is certainly like I have I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge fan of hers but I like her music and mm-hmm. I would say wait a minute she's talented So you know, she writes her songs. she she's a self-made uh sort of artist but here's the thing you know uh there was a um reporter that basically came out and said you know because, you know, I've I've also watched her at the trajectory of her career, but from un, unlike you, like kind of being a fan and into the music and feeling like I'm growing up, but what I've seen is kind of all the kind of celebrity around it. Mm-hmm. So I watch sort of the squad thing. I watch the friendship, you know, oh, she's got this squad of friends and, you know, she would come out. I was bullied terribly in school and that's why I have this girl squad and I love them. And then it fell apart. All of a sudden, she's not speaking to Carly Kloss anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she's dating one guy after another. There's some Easter egg. I know that fans love her because this is stuff that I think I would have loved. And I'm still like that with bands that I love. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what are the Easter eggs? What is she saying, you know, in her record? And like, what does this lyric mean? And wait a minute, what does that mean? Um, to sort of express, she's, so she's trying to give and like capitalizing certain letters, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a song. So you Yeah, she's talking about him. Yeah, that's exactly what little girls do, right? They mm-hmm. that's how they, we speak to each other. I know this because you know I'm, my mom still tells me to grow up like every <laughs> week at least once. You know? um and so I get it, I totally get it. But I I started to become aware, you know, she's dating these guys, and then all of a sudden there's like this kind of. Um, you know, she, she has this, this song, she dates all these guys, but she's somehow, you know, she's got this very good image. And I think she, you know, grew up very sort of good and wants to apologize when she does the wrong thing. It's a, dates, all of these men, nobody says anything about it. She still has that very clean, you know, flabbergastedly sweet is sort of what somebody called her, called her. Um, but then there are all of these kind of like hip job songs that come out, you know, like in these little Easter eggs everywhere, and everyone's talking about it. And then, you know, Nicki Minaj makes some comment about the five videos that were chosen for, I don't know if it was MTV or the VMAs or whatever, and tweeted something out about how, well, it's interesting how everybody sort of looked the same of who they nominate. And immediately Taylor Swift took that to mean her. Mm-hmm. And publicly tweeted back at her, and Nicki Minaj, had to say, "Taylor, I wasn't even thinking about you." Yeah, you know. And then she had to. So it seems like there is a lot of controversy around her. Um, I think that in sort of ho- Hollywood and the music industry, people are always going to say things. When I say people, I mean other celebrities and other people of note are going to say things, criticize you. But not everybody reacts the way she does. She gets she takes things very personally. Um, and then goes after people publicly and says, hey, you know, those were my masters, which, by the way, absolutely on her side about that. Mm-hmm. But again and again and again, people have said wasn't referring to her. I don't know why she's being so personal. So there's this persona that's emerged of somebody that kind of comes off as a victim and is sort of like all this terrible stuff has happened to me. You know, I was bullied. You know, I didn't finish school. Like, you know, she said in this speech uh you know I would do homework sitting kind of on the uh floor of an airport and I didn't have friends at lunch break and yet this reporter came out and said about her I thought it was very astute she said the underdog narrative that Taylor Swift has written is one of forced falsehoods she's not coming from behind she's been ahead since she started and I thought that was very very astute um And it sort of, again, I look at it sort of in the bigger cultural thing. And again, this is not anything about her talent, Mm -hmm. but I think this is sort of what gets people riled up because it's like this woe is me. And you could almost see she's offended. Like, and that goes into her music and that's wonderful, but she came from a family, a good family, Mm -hmm. wealthy family. They were able to kind of move her to Nashville at 13 and support her, you know, clearly she was talented and won those deals on her talent. But she had a support system like no other. Totally, no, you know she did, mean? and she, and
2: yeah, and like her, you know, hearing her talk about her mom, and like to this day, like she definitely, and she's she, a great
1: role model, by the way. A yeah, great
0: role model.
2: Yeah, I think I think the thing and. And honestly, it's, it's, it's a good thing for me to have this convers these conversations like this and <laughs> push back and, gonna
1: be sending me a thank you note,
2: <laughs> <laughs> push back against my just like blind devotion to Taylor Swift. But I, I, I would never say that she's perfect and, you know, the, this sort of like victim mentality. And it's something that she, she pokes fun at herself with that too. Like sort of, if you look at the, look what you made me do music video, it ends with sort of all these different versions of Taylor from different eras sort of, you know, saying these, these liners of like, I'd very much like to be like left out of the narrative. And then someone being like playing the victim. And so I think that how I've always interpreted these things about Taylor Swift is like what teenage girl hasn't had like a victim mentality what teenage girl hasn't gotten defensive hasn't wanted to just like date around a little bit and like hasn't has has needed to go through these periods of like growth and people calling you out in order to sort of emerge on the other side and so like my sort of viewpoint on on all of this with taylor swift and like especially the victim mentality is that i don't dispute that it happened and i don't dispute that like it can come across as annoying and get people riled up. I think, you know, maybe it's a product of me being a super fan that I sort of allow her more, (laughs) more grace than other people do. But I'm just like, God, if you took me or any of my friends and like, you know, made us millionaires followed by like everyone in the world and everyone's following our every mistake and like every strange like slightly mean girl or slightly defensive teenage girl comment that like came out of my mouth was like blasted into perpetuity. Like I probably would have gotten canceled too, because that's the nature of like a teenage girl or just like a young adult growing up. And so I kind of take it as, yeah, she's, she's made these mistakes and she's like done these things that, you know, people can judge her for. And that's fair. But it's like who hasn't? And if she weren't Taylor yeah, Swift, right. if she were just another, you know, young young woman, you know, like at the time with everything with 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 Kanye, like would we be putting this much pressure on her and this much? Sort of like the see, weight of scrutiny on her. But
1: I see. I think it's sort of. I think she creates it. I really do because. I, and this is an objective. I'm not saying this either as a fan or not a fan. I'm just saying my observation over time because I've kind of been away. I've stepped away from it because I'm not a huge fan, and I've come to like her music. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm seeing this kind of with very. I'm not like you know. Um, looking at this very heatedly or very, um, you know, uh, in in either way that I love her or I can't stand her. It seems that she creates this, right? Because this is happening to everybody. Um, You take, you know, I I don't, there are so many celebrities today that, um, you know, have stuff happen to them, but they're not constantly, they may once or twice maybe call somebody out and go, hey, But it seems like this is happening to her again and again and over and over. And when she removes herself, there's silence, right? There's nothing that happened. So you see, when she comes back into the picture, it's whether it's with friends or guys or whatever. And then it's all of a sudden, hey, I don't want to be involved. And I think that's what causes the issue. And it adds even more pressure on her music because then people are like, oh, she's just like a little kid. And this music is for like little teen girls, which was nothing wrong for that. But they use that to delegitimize her. Yeah, to So it becomes this vicious circle. So I think she's like her own worst enemy in many ways. And it's sometimes like, Taylor, step back. Not everything is about you. And maybe it's, I'm just, and I'm not giving, you know, I'm not like giving, I'm just saying like, maybe if she took a different sort of, you know, tact about it. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what has happened is because, you know, I've, I've been reading so much about her and I've read a lot about her over the years. But I mean, I was I probably, you know, I could probably write a little thesis on Taylor Swift at this point. And it, what, co- what comes across is this narrative of a incredibly ambitious, same ambitious that Britney Spears had. Mm-hmm. All these women have this in common, right? It takes a lot to get to where they are. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. And it's very, it's like being a professional athlete, like for every one of you, you know, there are people that are 10 times more talented than you that didn't make it. And so it takes, you give up everything, whether it's Madonna or Britney Spears or Taylor Swift, right? It's a very directed young girl that won this songwriting deal at, you know, like age 12 or 13, fired the company. Because she didn't feel like they were going to give her attention. That is a crazy thing to do it for. Think about that. Yeah. You would beat all the odds and you've gotten a uh, record company and you fire them at 13 or 14. That is tells you something about how self-possessed and self-aware yeah. and self-directed, right? Mm-hmm. And then she ends up going on to a different record company That's smaller because they would give her attention. This is not a vulnerable girl that people are taking advantage of. This is a savvy, directed, I know what I want, you know, for her family to move to Nashville to support her. That's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. Because they must have known, hey, she's serious about this. And I think she's been very savvy, very directed. She's very commercial. You know, she bundles her stuff so it sells. She pulled all of her stuff off of Spotify. She's always looking at the business angle. Mm -hmm. More than one person has said, my God, Taylor was like the toughest deal I ever had to do. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, that that is, that's, she's what? She wasn't even like 20 before this, right? Yeah. That is a level of self-awareness. And and at the same time, the little kid side of like, whoa, is me, I don't have friends. And a little bit, I think the reason why people had reactions to, because it seems like somebody that's very entitled. And then when you throw it against this backdrop of everything that's happened in the last five years, it doesn't come off looking great. So the best thing that she can do is produce this great music. And like, somebody tweets about you, take a step back. But if you go to her Twitter... She'll pin things like, ha ha, every song I write is mine. And it's like, why do you need to respond to this nobody? You know, like Mm -hmm. why? And it just, and I think, again, it's without judging why she does it or not. And by the way, I have a tremendous amount of empathy. I relate to a lot of how she feels and her sensitivity. But I think. You know, as adults, we learn that the more that you do stuff like that, even if you're in the right, you're making yourself a target. And clearly, she's somebody that apologizes. She is good, very well mannered. She has been a phenomenal role model. You know, she doesn't come across. She's not like a sort of a Madonna or even a Britney Spears that is crossing the line or a Myrie Silas where you're like, I don't know if I want my kids at her concert. You don't have to worry sending them to a Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift concert, right? Mm -hmm. They might come home crying, but that's the worst (laughs) thing to happen, right? Like, oh my God, I'm so touched. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so she's this, that's why I wanted to do this because I don't, when I say let's take a deeper look into Taylor Swift, I don't say because, you know, oh, I'm trying to understand. It's to me, it's fascinating, you know, Mm -hmm. and she has somehow gotten so big by tapping into that base and that base has grown along with her. And then she's gotten other folks interested in her like me because she's become such a phenomenon. I'm like, I like that song. And I like that. See, I don't. So you're going to probably be um, disturbed by this, but like I, I don't because I don't know enough about her catalog. Mm-hmm. I look at somebody like Little Nas X mm-hmm. and I'm blown away by the guy. I'm absolutely blown away because I'm like, he's got, he's got the business acumen. I mean, like crazy marketing. He's very creative. Every song that he puts out to me is like unusual and interesting and rockable. And he puts it together in a million different ways. And it, to me, it's very interesting. It's an artistry. And I'm sure that's probably You know the way that a lot of people feel about Taylor Swift. I don't. For me, it doesn't reach that level of artistry. For me,
2: yeah. Well, I I mean, catalog. Yeah, well, because I was wondering, sort of like listening to the songs that you were playing, it sounds like you were mostly playing songs from 1989 and Reputation.
1: Reputation, 1989, and there's one more and Red. Trouble. Yeah, that's from Red. Yes. So
2: I think. Obviously I love all of her albums, but those were those were the three sort of like three or four like very pop albums that she had. Like that like very s- strictly pop. Yeah. And so I I think people who only hear from those albums and don't see sort of the evolution of, you know, starting from Taylor Swift into Fearless into Speak Now sort of that more country pop and then, you know, bridging towards now towards Folklore and Evermore which is really sort of more indie alternative um, cottage
1: core. Yeah. This whole thing. Yeah.
2: It's like, she's got so much more range than those three albums on their own would suggest. And I think, Oh,
1: that I know that I absolutely know. Yeah. I know that she's moved from country direct to alternative to that. I'm I'm completely aware of.
2: And I, I, I will say this, this about Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift don't come from me. If you ever end up hearing this, like I love you don't come from me. The singles that she chooses to release are always the worst songs on the album. I said it. I'm sorry. I love you, Taylor Swift. You always release the worst songs as singles. Like, I remember when Lover came out in, what was that, 2019? Yeah. The single that she, the first single that she released was me with uh, Brendan Urie from Panic! At The Disco, who I love, by the way. Panic! At The Disco, 10 out of 10. Like, can't recommend more. But that is like one of her worst songs ever, and and I was and I remember she released it, and that was the. Do you single. think that's
1: just? Do you think that's your opinion, or do you think that's like a generally held opinion? With
2: her? it's like a generally held opinion, I would say. Okay. And and I say I say worst song again. Please don't come for me, Taylor. I love you so much. Like it's just that song can kind of irritate me a little bit. Like I will. I I'm I'm honest enough to admit that, and so I think it's interesting. She never releases, like, the best songs off of her album. She never puts that on the radio. And so I I wonder if she does that on purpose. Like, if she, like, you know, wants people to have to buy the album and go digging for it. And maybe because she's Taylor Swift, she thinks that people will do that. But, like, oftentimes the most, like, popular songs and the most played songs and the most publicized songs, they're never her best songs. And it, it's frustrating to me sometimes because I'm like, why are you going to put – me out as a single when you've got, like, Miss Americana and the Heartbaked Prince on there, or you've got Cruel Summer on Lover. Like, why not want to, you know? So I, I think it's interesting, I would love to be a fly on the wall in sort of her, her album discussions of which ones are we going to put forth as singles? Cause I would just chime in and be like, Hey, <laughs> perhaps I, not yeah. that one.
1: I, you know, I think she, I think she has a lot of control. She's supposed to be a demon in the studio, like very, very focused mm-hmm. again. So I, I look at her and I'm like, she is, I actually, like I said, I have a lot of empathy for her. I actually see a lot of myself, which is ironic. And I'm like, I get it. You know, the world sees, but, It's, you know, she's, she, she's somebody that seems to be extremely um, knows exactly what she wants, what direction she wants it to go in the attention that she needs, uh, what she's expecting out of it. Um, And at the same time, you know, she's, she's, there's that kind of, I know what I want. I'm very directed. I'm very tough about that. I'm going to go after you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand up for myself. Then there's the like, woe is me? I'm the victim. Then there's. I'm like now this girl and I'm hot, but she's not sexual at all. She has not gone down the path of like, you know, uh, Lindsay Lohan or the people that sort of came up, you know, these kind of, I don't want to say like the people that teenage girls like would follow, I guess, you know, and think mm-hmm. we're cool or I don't know. She but hasn't gotten that sort of like hyper sexualization. Yeah, she's managed to stay like a person and she's dated all these guys and yet, and you know, she uses the term slut yet nobody would call her that. Mm-hmm. Right, She actually comes across as a prude. She does not come across as somebody that's putting it all out there, right? She doesn't come across like a parasol. She comes across as somebody that is dating all these guys, but so it's extraordinary what she has done. And the music, the earlier, I'm kind of not into personally, um, sort of like all the stuff about feelings. <laughs> like lyrics and stuff. I know this is hard, but like I a long, long- You're like, long emotions, words. no. <laughs> yeah no i'm extremely emotional but um i would say like i remember uh, i was listening i actually went and listened to the song last night there was a tracy bonham song that came out in the late 90s um which was called mother mother and i remember a friend of mine was listening to this i was like listen to this i was playing it and she was like how can you listen to this song sarai and i was like my friend heather and i was like I don't know. I just love it. And she was like, are you listening to the words? I'm like, no, I'm not listening to the words. (laughs) And she was like, but you're singing them. And so I'm sure this friend of mine, Heather, is a huge Taylor Swift fan. But I just, I'm not listening to the heartache and thinking somebody really understands me and this happened. I don't know what that said. I kind of, like all of the songs that I picked were picked because... I can run to them. They I sing them out loud on the street. I string I sing bad blood all the time walking down in the financial district. Love really that. loud with my headphones. I don't care who's looking at me. Um I think it's a great song. But I do relate in those particular songs, but I'm not really into kind of like the like all the songs that dissect relationships and feelings mm. and I don't get into it. And so maybe that's why the before and sort of the after. I have listened to some of the songs, but I think she just uh noted that there was like a 10 minute song that just oh, made the, the top the 10 minute version of All Too Well. She was like it, I can't believe you guys made this.
2: Because because what it was it was a re-release of cuz you know she's re-recording her album. So All Too Well is like yep. Oh my God, pinnacle, like love, 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 love. And she originally, when she wrote it, it was a 10 minute song, but obviously she's like, wasn't going to put out a 10 minute song, but then just the fans were like, give us the 10 minute version of all too well. And she did it's
1: the piano, right? Yes. That's a bit of it. So tell me why is that song so important to like, yeah.
2: So, uh, what do I say about that song? So the song, it was off the album red and it was about her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And for those unfamiliar, Taylor dated Jake when she was twenty, I believe they when they started dating, and he was twenty nine. So there was a little bit of an age difference there, and they only dated for three months. But she really loved him, and like real, based this is based off of her songs and sort of how she wrote about it, and so. <laughs> All too this well. Is,
1: this is based on all the research uh, slash Latin stalking. <laughs> that? Oh yeah,
2: hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Joking, I'm joking.
2: So no, 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 no. You, you're jo- you're joking. No, I spend a lot of my time just you know <laughs> reading about Taylor Swift, listening to Taylor Swift, dissect. Like I'll be in the car with my mom, and obviously the only thing I play is various Taylor Swift albums on on shuffle, and she'll be like, "All is that right, why like- your
1: mother isn't here today?" <laughs>
2: she's like i hear too much already <laughs> um but every time my mom's like all right like who's this song about and like what's this song and like where's it?" so anyway so all too well so it's I about sort send of
1: send you a bunch of the links of all the articles that i was reading because it is it is press and um coverage of her from when she started when she was nobody all the way to and then you 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 mix it with the wikipedia page and you have a very good of idea of who this person is. And then you can watch some, you know, interviews and things like that. So and anyway, I will yeah. send this all to you. But okay.
2: send send it to me. I'll send you I'll send you a reaction video of <laughs> me reading all of it. Um, but anyway, so all too well is just about like the demise of that relationship and sort of, you know, like, where did we go wrong? I remember all these things like, you know, there's all these details of like, I left my scarf at your sister's house and, you know, we're driving upstate to visit your family and, and, and so, so, so it's just this like really beautiful, like it feels and 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 the bridge is like there there's a whole playlist on Spotify actually that's called like Taylor Swift Bridges That Are God Tier, which are just like the best bridges that she has. This is one of them. Like it's just it's it's piercing, it's emotional, it's heart-wrenching, like it's it's in my opinion, like a masterclass on songwriting. And so basically it's become sort of like, just like a cult classic cult favorite of, of um, Taylor switch fans to love all too well. Like there's people who have gotten all too well, like tattooed on themselves. Cause it's just meant that's that much to them. And it's interesting because she didn't think that people would really like the song. Like it was just such a deeply emotional song for her that she was like, I was sort of blown away by the guys, by the way you guys kind of took it and ran with it. Um, But anyway, so as we know, as we found out that she was doing her re-recordings and she's back in the studio and, and it somehow had come out along the lines along the time that there had been an original 10 minute version of all too well. And we all just like, we all being Swifties, just like clamored. We're like, you need to do it. You need to release the 10 minute version. Like it's the raw lyrics. It's the, you know, she sat down and wrote everything when she was, you know, 21 going through this breakup. It's everything. It's everything before it was cut. And,
1: but, uh, but let me ask you a question, Olivia. So yeah. What kind of other music do you listen to? And the reason I ask is, are there other people that have captured that kind of, emo- like whatever it is that you're, I mean, God, you will die-, die. If I tell you what, like, I would sit around listening to down in a hole by Alice in Chains. And I thought that was like the height of like, <laughs> oh my God. no, I mean, that's, you know, that's like heroin addicts that are writing a song. Uh, ah. I don't know why, but I thought that was just the height of like emotion. And I mean, but, w- but what about people like Joni Mitchell, right? Or even the, the pr- people that, that are more contemporary that she looks up to like Shania Twain or. Yeah. Faithful.
2: Yeah. I mean, I definitely, like I, don't I, I listen
1: to have that depth. I mean, what is it about her that everybody is like, it's so deep. It touches me so much. And I don't, you know. I mean, part of it might be
2: age. Honestly, it's like because I'm, you know, feel sort of closer in age and demographic with her. That like that she was like the soundtrack of your life. Yeah, so it totally might be like it could be sort of timing in that way. And and you know, I love a good Shania Twain or like you know, listen to Joni. You know, like I, I I enjoy that music, but you don't but have it,
1: the same emotional connection to that.
2: No, there's there's no one else. There's there's. There isn't another artist that I have this kind of connection to. A
1: a strange question. You relate to the music as art and something that you Mm -hmm. think is great and pulls you in. And then, of course, she's got, you know, really astute lyrics like after the whole Kim Kanye thing. You know, she I think she wrote some lyrics like, you know, about him saying he's 32. It's still growing up. Uh, Yeah. That was after the VMAs. Yeah. But too simple to be bad, which basically shows, again, extremely astute, very sensitive and isn't like he's a jerk. You know, he Mm -hmm. shouldn't have done that. Like he didn't know what he's doing. Clearly, you know. On the other hand, here's somebody that wrote Wall Street Journal op-eds, went after, and I'm not, I'm on her side about this, but the, the almost vitriolic fashion that she did went after the record company said, I'm re-recording every single one of my, and she has, like I said, too big to fail, right? Every one of her fans is going to go out and purchase the, uh, second album, even if they have the first one, you know, and never go back and buy that back catalog because it's not helping Taylor. Um. And oh yeah, I don't
2: listen to the old albums anymore. I won't stream yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, because it's
1: incredible, nope. right? Nope. I so won't do is it. That, so is that just for you? To reconciling those two pieces, there's not. It's not like it's like you you view the artistry separately from, or maybe it's all together. You know, maybe this is just it's it's
2: together. I mean, for you, sort of the the word vitriol of like you know re-recording these are her songs about her life that she wrote herself. It's like, how would you feel if like you're, and I say you, not not you, but like the generally, if someone took your diary and like made millions off of it and you don't actually own it. No, I completely
1: agree with you. Like, yeah, I'm
2: going to be pissed about that. And yeah, I'm I'm going to make a stink about it.
1: But the thing is that she's done that. I bring that just up as an example. And it's just going back to the earlier point, which is, But that also happened with the Spotify that happened, by the way, Prince did that. I mean, Mm -hmm. absolutely right. These are, you know, it was a deal that she had gotten into, which she was like, no, I want to own these. I want to be able to, you know, put this in a movie or have it be the soundtrack for whatever. And I can't do that. Um, but she did have some control in terms of uh, some of the songwriting. So it's very interesting, actually, if you look at the, the contracts and stuff, which I did look at some of that stuff. Um, oh, is that
2: public? I would love to look at that. Uh, so oh, send not... me all of the tea. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I literally, like, I, I could probably write a book about Taylor Swift at this point. And, and that's why I say I have a pretty nuanced picture of her. And, again, I, it, I'm i not, it's not, I'm not, like, a fan and I'm not a detractor. I like mm-hmm. a bunch of these songs I have a lot of admiration. Uh, she's in, frankly inspirational. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that she's so self-aware at 13 and 14 going, no, no, no. I couldn't be with that record company. I needed to switch because I, ha- I only have a window of time to capture these emotions that yeah. I need to write songs about. Think about that. I don't, when I was 13, I was like, you know, on a skateboard with a beanie on, on <laughs> listening to Duran Duran. with but, That is incredibly, and you see that also in people like Britney Spears, not to this level, but Britney was somebody that was very directed. All the reports about her, it's really interesting, um, were during the Mickey Mouse Club, uh, there were people that would come out and say, Britney did not care about making friends. Mm. She just was eye on the prize. I see all sides of it, but I see that there is a certain kind of, I think it's also just kind of the injury, which translates... It, it's very apparent in those battles as well as in her friendships and loss of friendships and the broken relationships. It's taking everything so personally. And that's also a comment that I've seen over and over and over again. Like she goes too far. That's mm. actually one of the comments that I saw over and over and over, by people that were friends that were like, I love her, but she really goes a little too far with this stuff because it happens to everybody, but she takes it to the next level and takes it to like, And I didn't have people sitting with me in the lunchroom and this was really hard and I never had friends. And then, then you go, wait a minute, how hard was it for you? You know, I grew up with, you know, in a single family home, you know, whatever, in a Mm -hmm. single parent home and I had to pay my way through. And so that is sort of that vicious circle that I think comes back and keeps biting around. But I think it's interesting when you do love the music and the art, when somebody produces great art in some ways, it's almost like you can forgive them for everything and go, I don't care. This has made my life better. So yeah, I understand that, but I think it's very interesting to sort of look at this all holistically, you know, as well. No, totally,
2: and and I, you know, I, I think sort of what I go back to too with it is like, as much as I love her and as much as I'm a super fan, I also don't know her. Like, I, I, I I'm aware of the fact that she, as a person, as a human being, I don't, I don't know her on a personal level, and so there's so much. And I think that's sort of maybe always sort of like the missing element of like how anyone or slash how we can never like fully figure out a celebrity or someone like Taylor Swift is like, there's always that extra level or anybody. of like what, yeah. <laughs> or anybody if really. like behind the curtain, like there's so much going on there that, that we can just never know. And so it's sort of, it's sort of left to us and in, in conversations like this to sort of piece together what we do have.
1: Yeah. Um, And by the way, Olivia, I know that you might need to go so you can drop off. But for me, you know, I will just say the reason that I was so, so interested in this is just because not, as I said, being a super fan and not being somebody that. But I did come from a place of like, who is this? You know, Mm -hmm. because I was older and I was like, who is this kid? And when she had like the award taken away, you know, by Kanye, you know, I thought, okay, well, no one's ever going to forget about Mm -hmm. her now after this. And then you would see her pop up in the news And because I wasn't listening to her music, it was for sort of all of the kind of gossip and celebrity reasons. And then I went back and listened to her music and I started following the business move she was making. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I traced it back to, wait, she was doing this when she was 13 and 14. So I think it's very sort of interesting to kind of holistically look at her and go wow this is a person that is deep she's talented she's tapped into a base Mm -hmm. um and that is a, a relationship that's kind of like no other um at the same time she keeps getting herself into these scrapes again and again and again um that she doesn't need to she could rise sort of above it very easily um but you know i think she said today in her commencement speech at nyu um, you know, you'll keep making these mistakes again and again. I thought, well, you know, that's true. That's sort of an astute observation. Yeah, she's just. I think. I think she's.
2: I think she. We're, I'm growing up with her, <laughs> like as cheesy as that sounds, honestly. <laughs> and so I'm. I'm really just interested to see how she keeps going and how you know her relationship with herself and her fans and the media will continue to evolve um yeah on that Absolutely. note i do have to hop off but please do keep talking about taylor swift and and honestly we could do a whole other week of this
1: so so i'm so glad that you joined because i know i can hear the emotion in yeah your voice. <laughs> i know you really care about her and i'm so glad that you were here and i'm not she is i i am i wouldn't have done this if i didn't think that she was totally really. i think that she is an icon um and you know, maybe I will go out and get one of her records. I don't know. I highly that, recommend
2: I go listen to folklore. And make sure you get the de- to make folklore, sure you get the okay. deluxe edition and listen to the lakes. Okay. And it'll be worth it. And I will I will leave you with that. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. Talk soon. Bye. 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 I'll see you next week. So we are Talking about Taylor Swift, this hour was sort of dedicated to this phenomenon. Um, And I I had Olivia on as uh, sort of a co-host, moderator, guest. Um, And we're very happy to take calls if anybody has a comment about Taylor Swift. But I just sort of find it interesting because she is this um, lots of different things that don't seem to go together, but a very tough businesswoman, extremely astute. Uh, I think every move is very calculated. Um, I think she creates clearly music and art that deeply touch a very large fan base. Uh, You know, we mentioned some of the statistics at the beginning of the show, highest grossing tour of all time, one of the best selling artists of all time, 11 Grammys. Um, 29 Billboard Music Awards, 34 American Music Awards. Clearly somebody that is talented and resonating with a certain base. And sometimes I used to think, is it because maybe I'm from a different generation? But I'm like, no, oh, but I love Nas X. He's even after her. Uh, but I listen to all kinds of music, right? I started taking dance classes. And unfortunately, they would play Pitbull in there. And then all of a sudden, I was like, who is this guy? And although I kind of laugh at it, I have to cannot lie. I have downloaded a few Pitbull songs because it reminds me of happy times of adrenaline filled times when I'm on the dance floor at Equinox or in the gym or in the dance class. But, um, I kind of look at Taylor Swift and, and Olivia will kill me if she's listening to this back, but I kind of go, she's also sort of ordinary and not particularly threatening in a way that a Madonna can be threatening. Um, And I think in that way, she also comes across as very relatable, right? Very sort of plain. She's got a lot of controversy around her, but I think that is driven by action she takes. It's not her sort of persona, right? Madonna goes out of her way to be controversial. Uh, There are artists that go out of their way to be very colorful. It's about the music, but you look at somebody like Gwen Stefani, who I love, But there's a lot to look at, you know, there is a visual palette, there's artistry there as well. Um, Same thing with somebody like Rob Zombie. Um, But when you look at Taylor, you can sort of project what you want her to be. And at the same time, the stuff that she's singing about is so universal, it really kind of touches, I think, all many people in many different ways. Um, And so I think it's very interesting to kind of explore this, right? Oh, and so there's this other side that is sort of self-obsessed, self-consumed, sort of victimization uh, kind of complex. So, and and you think, well, how is somebody that came up with um, who's in this great position and also came from a place of privilege and brought herself through this incredibly tough process of, but with that privilege push that many many artists, most artists, I would argue, don't have get into a spot where she's still sort of woe is me, right? And I think that's what causes the kind of dislike. It kind of it falls back in on her criticism of her music and who she is and all of that stuff. Um, I think there is no denying that she's got incredible talent um, and that she has touched huge swaths, definitely, but also it's extended beyond that. Um, I'm downloading her music and listening to it. Um, she's a great role model. She talks about not doing drugs or smoking and all that stuff. So very interesting, but it looks like we have a caller. So we'll go ahead and take the caller and say, Hey, let me see if I can figure this out. Um, hi hi there. Oh, hello. Hi. Can you introduce yourself, Carson?
2: Um. My name is Carson and I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan.
1: Are you? I'm so glad you just missed another one. Did you hear Olivia? Yes, I just, I did. How old are you, Carson? I'm 13. Okay. And tell me, what is it that you love about Taylor Swift and how did you get into her?
2: I just love her, like, um, like her energy. You know what I mean?
1: What do you mean about her energy? I think like- we lost Carson. But clearly, uh, Taylor Swift is still incredibly attractive and interesting to younger folks. But um, it is a very, very interesting phenomenon. And uh, I don't know what it says about sort of our culture. Uh, you know, they talk about building people up to them down. And I think Taylor would probably uh, agree with that sentiment. Her music is phenomenal, um, but it's very difficult to tell sort of who she is. Does she know who she is? Are we growing up alongside her? Uh, are we all evolving along with her? Um, so we are probably going to uh, close down the room, but wanted to say that it's been really interesting to talk about Taylor Swift because she is definitely, there. It, she's undeniably a icon. She is undeniably somebody that has influenced uh, sort of American culture. Uh, and I think she's a great role model. And I think there are also lots of question marks, right? About uh, in sort of evolving as a human being, evolving as an artist, um, which is something that I think has also kind of been a theme. So we'll wrap up with Taylor Swift. Um, I did so much research uh, about her last night and obviously have been following her career. And it's just been very, very fascinating. Um, Huge amount of admiration and kudos uh, to somebody who at 12 or 13 sort of decided this is what she wanted to do and kind of went for it Um, and has, you know, fiercely defended her rights, uh, whether it is kind of on the business side or sexual harassment uh, or if she thought somebody was putting her down. Uh, but also kind of at the same time, in some ways has shown that sort of vulnerability of say, I also hurt, I sat alone at the lunch table. The very things that get her into trouble uh, because in her sort of uh, position, it's a little difficult sometimes, I think, for people to look at her and go, oh, I, I you know, can sympathize with that. But really, really interesting topic. We may revisit it. But next week, we will be doing something completely different which is we'll be having on uh, Sharon Bosmek, who is the CEO of Astia, which is the uh, fund and organization that is set up to help female entrepreneurs next week. So we'll look forward to connecting with everyone next week. Um, oh, and congratulations to Taylor Swift, who just became a, uh, Doctor and she just got an honorary doctorate today at NYU. So, uh, I think she can be referred to now, uh, rightly so as Dr. Taylor Swift. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll chat next week. Take
2: care.